It's here. The Recruitment Mentors community is now fully open. For the consultants out there among you that are hungry to progress, this gives you immediate access to a collection of new mentors, live learning, weekly events, and real-time advice. Follow the link in the show notes or go directly to recruitmentmentors.com to join the community at a lifetime discounted membership price that's running until the 16th of February. That means you all have two weeks to grab yourself a cheaper membership. You really can progress your career without limits inside a community full of like-minded professionals focused on growth. I look forward to welcoming you inside the community. Welcome to the Recruitment Mentors podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz. We are back with another 15 minutes of a mentor episode and in this really short series we're asking some of the mentors from inside the recruitment mentors community seven questions in 15 minutes really excited to be joined by kate today but before we go into the questions kate if you could introduce yourself um for those that may not know who you are and then we'll get into it yeah, sure. Um, so my name's Kate. Um, I have been in recruitment for nine years now. Um, I specialise in permanent placements, um, have worked in a variety of marketplaces from engineering through to biotech and life sciences um, and have had a very varied sort of number of roles from um, recruitment consultant through to team leader and business manager. Um, and now I am um, sort of establishing our executive search function in the UK, um, working in the life science and biotech sectors. Amazing. So what I'd love, I know we were just talking about this a bit before, but like what I'd love to hear from you is sort of firstly, what what were your biggest challenges in 2020 and how you sort of did your best to overcome them and, and what you learned from them? Sure. Okay. So um, it's quite a personal one. I suppose my biggest challenge in, in 2020 was um, actually returning to work from maternity leave um, into the middle of a global pandemic um, and also into a new role in a new market. So um, I guess more relatable would be the new market, so building a new market in, in the pandemic. So um, how I kind of overcame that challenge was um, making sure that I set myself sort of you know daily and weekly um goals that I wanted to mm. achieve be that like a number of meetings that I wanted to secure with clients or candidate conversations and I'm really um sticking to the basics that you know I learned all those years ago when I first started out in recruitment um and and making sure that um, I was quite rigid in my approach in terms of, you know, my like my my daily organisation and the tasks that I was sort of setting myself because I think anyone who's building a new market um, will know there's a lot of rejection out there. There's lots of sort of um, days and where sometimes you feel like I'm not getting anywhere. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think the, the the biggest thing I sort of did to overcome it, it's not really um, a huge 
crazy new <laughs> way of recruiting, but it was just kind of being, you know, consistent in my approach um, and, and really trying to celebrate the small wins, be that, you know, um, securing a meeting with a client, like I said. Um, and it might not always be sort of coming away with a with a vacancy, but if it's, you know, an introduction and, and a, a pledge to maybe work together down the line, then feeling good about those sort of smaller wins. Nice. Amazing. So uh, I'm sure this is something that you've, this has been an ongoing journey for you, but I'd love to hear sort of what working from home tip you could share that with other recruiters listening to this, that you felt has had a big impact on your own productivity at home. Yeah, I think for me um, has been trying to get out, get outside at lunchtime. (laughs) Um, And I I don't know whether that sort of answers your question, but like trying to take time away from my my laptop. at least sort of just for half an hour at lunch just to walk go for a walk and I feel like if I do that um I know obviously the weather's not always great but if I do that then that sort of sets me up to have like a productive morning and and having a productive afternoon because it sort of sets um my day up whereas when I first came back to work I'm not going to lie like I would spend just the whole day at my laptop at your laptop yeah yeah not really taking like any kind of structured time away from the screen and I was really kind of getting to the end of the day and then like as I sort of mentioned to you before I'd you know go and get my daughter from nursery and then come home get her to bed and then I'd be logging back on and and really I'd be like on my laptop pretty much consistently from like 8 a.m till 10 p.m um easy done isn't it I think yeah, yeah it's easy done. um so yeah so introducing small habits like kind of getting outdoors at lunchtime um and also um yeah just setting I guess even like 10 minutes to go downstairs and get a coffee um and then I think you'll probably notice yourself when we last spoke um I was in my kitchen downstairs and yeah. uh, I've now kind of retreated upstairs we don't have an a sort of an office space but I've made myself like you know I've got a desk and everything up here um it actually kind of feels a little bit like going to work now as well yeah. so I'm Dedicated space, yeah, 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 and you know, like, um, it, it kind of makes the day feel like right, I've come up here to work now, and then, like, mm. when I go back downstairs, then I'm getting a, a defined breakaway because I was, as I said, I was spending all my time in that space, which is also like in our home anyway, like quite a social space, like it's our living space, it's a big kind of kitchen area, dining area, so. Yeah, the days and the days and the, the work and non-work time was very blurred in the beginning. So, I kind of <laughs> yeah. put those sort of things into place. Nice. So, so my next question is sort of what's been the most effective way for you to win business in the last twelve months? So I know it may not be a full twelve months, but maybe you can sort of just think about what what's um, been the most impactful in terms of as you've been building out this new market since you've been back. So, what what's been sort of the best way for you to win business? And, and client develop um since you've been building out the new market um do you know what I, I think actually going and introducing myself to businesses and actually taking the approach of um introducing like myself and my services more broadly rather than like kind of going in trying to sort of win a vacancy or like introduce mm. a one particular candidate I think when we did my um presentation you know the, yeah. the, the before or the mentoring session I talked about having something interesting to like discuss with with clients be a candidate mm. or like um you know how you can sort of add value so 
I think the the main thing I've found is is just sort of um, being more open to going in and, and offering a more broader solution rather than trying to fix perhaps like one problem vacancy. Now, I know obviously a lot, everyone has specialist areas that they cover, but if you're just going in and saying, oh, I've got a candidate for this one vacancy, then you're quite limited into what you can offer the client. Um, mm. Whereas if you want to take that approach that you, you know, you're more interested in, in um, obviously partnering with them longer term and and giving them a longer term solution then that's been really helpful um and also just sort of you know um reaching out via email obviously I don't have mobile numbers like everyone does in her like yeah. um, a, a brand new uh, an established patch so um yeah I found actually like if I'm I've not really been having loads of wins to calling up the switchboard no one's working in the office and so <laughs> um, so it's yeah just been sort of sending introductory emails and and linkedin um follow-ups and and i think that's going on to that following up on and i think i talked to you about that before is is making sure that you really do follow up on the businesses that you want to work with um if you've got your target client list don't just try and get through to them once or twice and then like that's it um really consistently making your approach and um yeah i found that's been Nice, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's it's definitely under underrated or underspoke about how how great how important it is to be able to write like good email mm-hmm. copy and things like that. And I've I've sort of tried to spend time reading about it and stuff. I just think find it super interesting. But it's something that you can definitely improve. I think sometimes people sort of miss that. Um, okay, interesting. So, next question, I'll be interested to hear what what habit or hobby did you start in 2020 that you're going to continue in 2021? what work wise or whatever comes that can be personal work but just what habit or hobby did you maybe start i started road cycling (laughs) um, yeah so i injured my knee in the first lockdown um so i i was i've never my husband never sees this he'll die laughing i'd never been a good (laughs) one um really yeah my my any of my old colleagues see this as well I'm sure they'll find this hilarious I'm not a good runner um but I've always sort of tried to get out there for a bit of cardio and and do like you know 5k um um, yeah hurt my hurt my knee in first lockdown and so that's really kind of not been a possible um option so I started road biking in April I did a 50 mile ride in oh wow yeah so that was for a local charity um and yeah I really really enjoyed it so that's been like my my I guess you know, my any life. any big sort of bike plans this year or like big bike rides that you've been thinking about I don't know I don't know well I'm thinking I'm I'm obviously so this is, again I've said that I've put it out to the universe that I've got inside <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not very good at <laughs> the cold weather cycling so with with <laughs> of like deciding whether we're going to get like a turbo trainer um oh, okay. i i think so that we can do i can do some more indoor stuff during the I've actually, that's actually come out when i've asked this question quite a few people have um invested in those and, and have spoke really highly of them actually which yeah. is really interesting well, uh, people thought- have, people have either gone i've become like i'm doing a marathon this year or i'm really going to my running or they've really got into their cycling well, we're all so boring and predictable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm also up to my cooking game a lot. 
uh, probably nice. another obvious, obvious one um we we do gusto now so like i feel like we eat like loads more ver- varied food which has been great um yeah nice. that's cool. that's been the two things so, <laughs> so probably the most important question um which you think is better the first coffee in the morning or the first pint post work on a friday so maybe this is a new, a new me versus an old me. Mum, mum me is definitely the coffee in the morning. Um, and that's definitely a 2020 to 2021 habit change. Um, previously, it was definitely the beer on the Friday afternoon. Um, and I'm sure if like, you know, I know you're in touch with quite a few people that I know. So I'm sure that if they see this, they'll be like, what no way. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'd say i have to say now it is definitely the coffee first thing in the morning yes, um fair so so next question is slightly different it's just more of a scenario that i'd love to sort of hear how you'd how you'd approach it so so the scenario is a particular business that you've had on your target client list for a long period of time um during that time you've uh, had several touch points with different people, different hiring managers in that company. So they may have received an email from you. You might have dropped them a note on um, LinkedIn. They may have even engaged with some of your content, but there's definitely been different touch points. Um, but through your candidate network, you managed to get one of the hiring managers' contact details. So you call that hiring manager, they pick up, say, hello, who is this? And we'd just love to hear how you'd approach that sort of initial interaction with a hiring manager at a business that you've sort of prospected or would love the opportunity to work with. Okay. Um, First question before I give you an answer. Am I able to sort of utilise the candidate that's given me this? Absolutely. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, I would um, go into the call and and say, like, hi, hi. sorry you know to call you out the blue it's Kate from Vantage um we've kind of been in touch in various methods previously but actually um I got past your details by so and so um the reason I'm reaching out is I really wanted to um talk to you about recruitment within your business um I've got nine years experience in your area and 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 sort of introduce my specialism from there um and I'm sort of wanted to understand more about how we could potentially work together in going forward because I'd really love to to work with your business nice yeah so it's a lead with candidate get credibility in there yeah yeah yeah, I think if you can it's great to be able to so going back to some of the things you talked about winning business before so one of the the um a really great piece of work that I was lucky to do before Christmas um, came in that way. So a candidate that I was dealing with um, gave me the contact details of a CEO of a client now. Um, And so I just reached out and just sort of introduced myself on the phone and just sort of suggested to her that this particular person had shared her her details with me. And, you know, straight away, she was fine, luckily, that they had done so. Um, Uh I also checked with the candidate first. I think that's really important if you are going to do that that they were happy for me to reference them in that introduction um and yeah, that's important isn't that for sure yeah so I did that and and um yeah luckily it it led to three placements so it was a good a good intro so if you can yeah. utilize your candidate network then absolutely like yeah do it all the time yeah. get the recommendations but I think um yeah it's always a warmer call if you can utilize that 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 lead in but if you can't I think um 
you know, just sort of say, look, um, through networking, I, I, I have been past your details. Um, and, you know, I think um, I've, been, I've spoken with other people within the business and I understand that you're hiring and I, I'm really, you know, confident that um, I would be able to add value to hiring process and sort of introduce yourself that way. Oh, and, and yeah. Most of the time people are fine if you do call yeah. them and, you know, you've got your their number from somewhere. I think, and- I think it's what you said, right? I think it's having that mindset of like, yeah, thinking about the bigger picture rather than like, really sort of doing everything you can to try and get that one job. Um, So, so final question is I want you to sort of imagine that you're speaking to recruiters listening to this podcast who has set their goals for 2021. They've written them down. They're feeling super motivated. They're completely convinced they're going to have a better year than they did last year. Um, And I would just love to hear your advice on what you sort of would say to that person that you think would give them the best possible chance of achieving their goals. Yeah, okay. I think I really like this question. Um, I think if you're, you know, super ambitious and, and organized and sort of sitting down and, and got clear goals that you want to achieve, um, how often, you know, you review those goals, um, and that is really important. So have you kind of broken it down into like smaller goals to kind of reach the larger goals within the your yearly target um and also not just sort of I guess looking at it from a perspective of by the end of the year I want to hit this I don't know monetary figure or I want to hit this promotion target um and then hoping that because you've written it down at the beginning of the year that you're going to do so I think you have to um really make sure that you set time aside in your in your in your diary um I would suggest at least monthly to review how you're getting on with those goals and putting an action plan in place I think like everything, well, personally, your kind of targets and goals kind of um, evolve as time passes. Um, But if you have like a defined time scale and, and, you know, are really holding yourself accountable to what you want to achieve, um, then I'd say that's probably from my experience, the best way that you're going to achieve those goals is by regularly checking in with yourself. Um, Because I think we all set out really well intentioned and I think it goes back to what I was saying before about being organized and structured when you, you know, when I was starting out in this new market, um, you know, we say, Oh yeah, I'm going to go and conquer the world and take on all these big clients <laughs> and be the best in the market. But if you don't regularly set yourself time aside to review where you're at with that process, um, I think it can kind of like fall by the wayside. So yeah, no, awesome. Great advice. Okay. That was 15 minutes of a mentor. Thank you. Thanks very much.